The blast from our past network. Hello and welcome to the Blast From Our Past podcast. We are the podcast that brings you full-on movie breakdowns, TV show reviews, and more, all from the things of our nostalgic past. I'm John. And I'm Adam. And today we have another top 10 episode for you. Today we're going to be counting down our top 10 80s TV theme songs. Now you might be saying to yourself, (laughs) John and Adam, haven't you guys done this already? Twice even? (laughs) Twice even? Yes and no. Uh, we, We did our top 10 80s cartoon theme songs and we did our top 10 80s sitcom theme songs this one's going to be kind of a Mm catch-all so for anything that's left yep then those sitcoms had to specifically be like a you know a comedic 30 minute sitcom right so um this is this is going to encompass everything else and anything else that could be hour-long drama hour-long comedy there's not a lot of Mm hour-long comedies but you know any anything else that was not uh, taken by cartoons or sitcoms, mm-hmm. so this could run the gamut. I didn't find there be there to be too much um, outside of sort of the the standard hour long dramas, mm-hmm. but uh, I might have a few surprises in yeah, there. I, I'd like to think. I hope so too. For me, so I um I pulled out a whole bunch of theme songs, but I have to say it was actually pretty easy for me to figure out what my top ten were going to be. Okay. Out of the like 25 ones that I essentially wrote down for possibilities, it was really easy to, for me to go, well, that's not going to be a top 10. That's not going to be a top 10. Yeah, I, I look through, you know, as I do with all the stuff, I look through a couple different lists first. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I kind of write down the ones that I was like, okay, these are the ones I'm nostalgic for and I'm pretty sure they're going to make the list. Uh, and then others that I, you know, I like to see other people's because it might spark my thoughts. And so I like okay I had a you know a pretty big list of probably like 25 or something that I mm-hmm. started to listen to but pretty easily I was able to like pull out um like 14 or so cuz like the other like 11 or whatever was all like yeah these aren't that good. If people had these on their top 10 list <laughs> I'm like yeah. these songs aren't that good. Yeah, there were quite a few that and I did the same. I I, I watched some videos of top 10s mm-hmm. and 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 uh or you know best you know, 80s intros and looked yeah. at some other top 10 lists and found stuff. And I, there was a lot of that where there were a couple of them where like the number one, I was like, this isn't even going to make my, yeah. <laughs> this is not going to make my top 10, let alone maybe not even my top 20. Like mm-hmm. this is, this is not good. So yeah, I'm interested to see kind of where we go with this. I'm, I'm going to guess that we're going to have a good, I'm betting that of like maybe my top five, you'll have somewhere on your list. Yeah. Yeah. May not be your top five, but most of those I'm going to guess that you're going to have somewhere on okay. on your list. I will say I had a good bit of um, instrumentals on my list. Um, I have a good, I'd say, well, no, I think I have a pretty good number of uh, of instrumentals on mine. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe half. Yeah, and I have six. Well, uh, did you have anything else you wanted to add before we get started? No, I mean, these are some really good ones. I'm glad we're just having this catch-all um, category because yeah. there are some some really classic ones in here that we just couldn't fit into the other categories. So um, I I'm excited about. It. I'm also kind of excited if yeah if there are if there's like a, uh, a a genre of TV that I didn't think about and so I missed some that you thought about mm-hmm. that's on your on, on your list or vice versa or whatnot and we'd be like right. oh man I completely forgot about so and so I think this is the category that that's going to happen in a lot more. Um, just because yeah. it's it's every other TV show in the '80s that we can do. Um, oh, and just a, a reminder: we have our our rule of the show has to start in the '80s. Yeah. So, so the first episode had to have aired somewhere between January first, nineteen eighty, and uh, December thirty first, nineteen eighty nine. Yeah, yeah it has to be somewhere in between there. A lot of the lists I see, you know, have those shows that you know. Oh, okay, this is a classic. 80s quote-unquote theme song but the show started in 79 or 78 or something i'm just like all right we can't do that that does not fit how we are doing um this type of show yeah and i have found that going uh through and looking at some of those lists and finding some of those things i'm like well that's a catchy song but i can't use it um it's actually got me excited i've put it on the list for i think a little bit farther down but we were going to do some 70s stuff yeah because there were some classic theme songs from 70s shows 70s sitcoms that Mm -hmm. sort of thing absolutely 
Uh, all right, let's get started. Hmm, I can't remember who went first the last time. Yeah, me neither. So I'll go ahead and start. Um, so there were three songs on my initial 25 list that are good songs, but they were essentially um, a previously used song. Either it was a popular song mm-hmm. um, that they u- that they retooled. Um, I didn't pick any where they just straight up used a, a popular song for the uh, mm-hmm. for the theme, but maybe they retooled it. Um, and then a couple that were theme songs that were actually from where the shows were based off of a movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they used like the main song from the movie as the theme song for the TV show. Of, of those three, only one of them made my top list, uh, my top 10, and that's my number 10. And that is the theme song to the show. Fame. Not on my list, but it was literally number eleven. Okay, for me. so yeah, I just just missed it. <laughs> um, it's a great, fun, catchy song. You know, mm-hmm. um, it's, fame was based off of the movie that came out in nineteen eighty um, about. I think it's like a like a, 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 a performing arts school. Yeah, in uh, maybe in New York. I guess I it was so. New York. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Probably in there. But uh, it's a you know it's a fun little catchy one. It was I was playing it in the car the other day and my wife was just belting along with it. Yeah, it is fun. You're right. It is catchy. Um, and if I remember correctly, yeah, they basically used the same song, but it was it, I mean it was a cover. It wasn't the it wasn't right. the same version. It wasn't the the movie version. It was someone else did it and and retooled it for it. And it's yeah, you're right. But it had all the same catchiness. Uh, it was just it was like a ah, this is just a damn good song. Yeah, it was a, it was a fun sort of. 80s dance tune mm-hmm. essentially yep. maybe well it had a little twinge of disco in there but yeah, it was that's yeah. it was okay it was still fun fun to sing yep because i think, right, think the well, show came out in 1980 like right right at the early no show. the movie came out in 1980 oh, the okay. show came out in like 81 or 82 okay, copy I, I i know this because i just checked like mm-hmm. 20 minutes ago so i'm like <laughs> oh god did i accidentally pick the wrong one okay all right what is your number 10 uh my number 10 is an instrumental and it is just about the most 80s thing that ever 80s in the entirety <laughs> of theme songs. It is, oh my God, it's so 80s. I, I couldn't not have it on this list. I like it fine. I, mean, I like it pretty good. It is very catchy. Um, and the show itself is, is just so extremely 80s. And, uh, of course, I'm, I'm talking about this little show called Miami Vice. Not on my list. Okay, yeah, it's uh, it was composed by Jan Hammer, uh, and uh, and apparently he, this his music on, and this theme song and the music on Miami Vice was so popular that um, in 1985 the Miami Vice soundtrack hit number one on the Billboard Top Pop album charts. 
That's so, ridiculous. Yeah, the 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 Miami Vice soundtrack achieved uh, quadruple platinum status in the U.S., selling four million copies. Like, holy wow. crap! And at, and, and at the Grammy Awards, uh, the Miami Vice theme earned Hammer two awards: one for best pop instrumental performance and one for best intr- instrumental composition. So. People liked the uh, the Miami Vice instrumental. I guess. <laughs> yeah, and, it, and you, I listened to it, and I was just like, oh, my God, so much synth, <laughs> so much 80s, so much neon. <laughs> See, I had not the opposite reaction, but when I was listening to it, it uh, I actually was disappointed. Mm-hmm. Like, I was expecting, like, this epic show like Miami Vice to have this epic theme song, and honestly, I was just, I was kind of underwhelmed by it. Okay. Yeah, I mean that's that's uh, I was hoping it'd probably be higher, but yeah, it kind of dropped down to ten. But it's just so yeah, actually so eighties to me. <laughs> looking at my full list, I had it way down at like eighteen. Okay, all right, fair enough. And, and that might be generous. All right, all right. So number eight. You mean oh, number, sorry, number nine? Number I don't nine. Know, yeah, I don't know why I skipped. <laughs> you number skip nine. it just so yes. I wouldn't say that damn thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, my number nine. Um, is a, a classic show from the 80s, and I, I, I fi- I'm finally at the point where I've run into people who don't know the show, which now lets me know that I'm old, mm-hmm. um, which is funny because it is sort of known as a, sh- it was known as a show that old people liked about a gently southern lawyer named Matlock. Okay, uh, did not make my list. Oh, I thought this was such a fun uh, instrumental theme song. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of a almost sort of New Orleans jazz sound. A lot, a lot going on, which is kind of what that that New Orleans jazz sound is all about. Just mm-hmm. you know, the, the, you get the tubas and the, the horns and the trumpet and all that stuff going on. But it, I thought it was so much fun. Yeah, I, I didn't, I didn't even listen to it for this list. Oh, really? Like, yeah, I, I would need to. Uh... Go back and, and see if it, I'm not sure, really sure it would make it, but it didn't make any of the lists that I saw, um, and I I just didn't I didn't think of Matlock. I know I even looked at like an IMDb thing of a shit ton of '80s TV mm-hmm. th- you know TV shows just to see if anything sparked my memory. Like oh I remember that theme song, and if I saw Matlock, I just kind of must have just scrolled past it and be like eh nothing there. I think you should go listen to it right now just so <laughs> I can just so you can just give just like listen to like the first twenty seconds. Sure. Yeah, that is. I mean, you get big old brass trombone in there and stuff like yeah. that um yeah there's even just listening to it down no way that would have made my list okay well <laughs> that's fair but i thought it was actually a lot of fun yeah um i did watch matlock mm-hmm. a little bit when i was a, especially when i was a kid especially you know it's not that surprising because at the time we had we had very limited options mm-hmm. yeah so it does, you I went mean, with whatever tv show was on yeah that song does scream like Old, old-fashioned New Orleans, <laughs> New Orleans kind of thing, yeah. yeah. Which is funny because the show actually took place in Atlanta. Oh, okay, makes sense. Anyway, that's my number nine. Okay, uh, my number nine comes from a show that we have talked about before, and uh, I think we we both enjoyed the theme song um, for the show. I, and I feel like even I mentioned I liked this theme song better than you did. Uh, well, it seemed like it in the show, I think. But we'll see. It depends on our rankings. Uh, my mm-hmm. number nine is Quantum Leap. It all started when a time travel experiment I was conducting went a little caca. In the blink of a cosmic clock, I went from quantum physicist to Air Force test pilot, which could have been fun if I knew how to fly. Fortunately, I had help. An observer from the project named Al. Unfortunately, Al's a hologram, so all he can lend is moral support. Anyway, here I am, 
bouncing around in time, putting things right that once went wrong, a sort of time-traveling Lone Ranger with Al as my tanto. And I don't even need a mask. Oh, boy. Did not make my list. Uh, okay, a little bit of a surprise, but like I said, I, I felt I liked that theme song better than you did. So um, it was written by Mike Post, who Mike Post, you know, Law and Order, Law and Order SVU, Hill Street Blues, uh, LA Law, NYPD Blue. If there was a, uh, you know, 80s, 90s uh, crime or drama, he probably did the music for it. Um, yeah, I, I find it so catchy. I found that theme song so dang catchy. I was just listening to it like when we did that, that episode. You know, I would end up watching watching episodes of Quantum Leap and just be so excited when that theme song came back up. So, yeah, it's just something that I really, really appreciated. Yeah, it didn't, uh, I don't know, it didn't, uh, it never really jarred with me. Okay. I was trying to think of a Scott Bakula joke, and I couldn't, I couldn't think of one in time. So <laughs> I was just like, ah, something. Ah, no. Nope. Uh, all right. Number eight. My number eight, I'll be, I'll honestly be surprised if it's, um, if it's on your list. This was kind of an aha one for me because I don't actually remember. I kind of, I remember what the show was about. I don't remember ever watching an episode, but I remember seeing this intro and maybe, maybe it was one of those things where one of our parents, probably dad maybe had watched it and I would watch the intro and then I would lose interest in the show and go, you know, play with my toys or something like that. Mm-hmm. But I definitely remembered as soon as I saw the title, I remembered the theme song or part of it. And I play, again, I played this for, for in the car the other day, and my and my wife was, we kind of played a game where I was playing my list and she was trying to guess what the, the shows were. Mm-hmm. And she, I, I played her this one, and she goes, "Is it uh, a song about a player? Because all I hear is about a guy talking about women." And that was the theme song to the Fall Guy. Well, I'm not the kind to kiss and tell, but I've been seen with fire up. I've never been with anything less than a nine. So fine, I've been on fire with Sally Field, gone fast with a girl named Bo. But somehow they just don't end up as mine. It's a death-defying life I lead. I take my chances. I die for living in the movies and TV But the hardest thing I ever do Is watch my leading ladies Kiss some other guy while I'm bandaging my knee I might fall from a tall building I might roll a brand new car Cause I'm the unknown stuntman That made Redford such a star Spent much time in school, but I taught ladies plenty. It's true, I hire my body out for pay. Hey, hey, I've gotten burned over Cheryl Teague's blown up for Rocky Welch. But when I wind up in the hay, it's only hay. Hey, hey, I might jump an open drawbridge or Tarzan from a vine, cause I'm the unknown stuff. Makes Eastwood look so fine
I I did come across that one. Yeah, it didn't make my list. Okay. I've always liked this. I've always found it to be pretty catchy. Maybe it's that sort of baritone voice yeah. that the guy has, and I cannot remember who sang the song or who was the uh, yeah uh, who was the singer of that song. It was written by uh, Glenn A. Larson. Okay. Um, but it mentions a whole bunch of, of people on there. It mentions Farrah Fawcett, Bo Derrick, yeah. Sally Field, Justin Smith, uh, Cheryl Ladd. Um, Raquel Welch. It's kind of um, silly that I remember the opening. Yeah. It's a it's a little silly, but it's it's kind of like it's kind of like a like almost sort of outlaw country sound mm-hmm. to it, and I think maybe that's why I liked it because it was a little bit different than some of the other ones. Okay. So I've always I've always rather enjoyed it, not necessarily for the silly content of the of the one, but I thought it was fairly catchy. Okay, fair enough. Okay, that's all I got. For all that. right, all right. Uh, my number eight, I, I'm pretty confident is going to be on your list. If it's, yeah, if it's not, I'll be a bit surprised because you have told me how much you liked this theme song. Specifically, you told me about it when we talked about this show on our podcast. Um, so I don't want to talk too much about it unless you tell me you didn't have it on your list. Uh, my number eight is Airwolf. Oh yeah. I got that. I I figure I, I just remember (laughs) you liking it a lot. (laughs) Okay. So, uh, my number seven Number seven for me is the only reality show that I have on my list. Mm. Or I guess you could construe it as a reality show. I'm sure there was stuff to it that was not necessarily real. But is any reality show ever really reality? Yeah. Nope. Because the second you, you're choosing what to film, you're choosing what to edit, that make that takes the reality out of it. Exactly. The only true reality shows are live sports. Mm-hmm. Maybe. I don't know. I'm just saying that. <laughs> anyway... I never really watched this show. I've never been a big fan of these types of shows, but it's a freaking catchy uh, theme song, and it it did more for the bongos than anything else. I went with the People's Court. Okay, I considered People's Court, um, and I actually did. Uh, yeah, re-listen to it, and it didn't make my list. <laughs> okay, I mean, but you're right. All, I, you, <laughs> need, all you need to hear oh, is that. Bum bum. Yeah, I and I think that's part of the reason it didn't make it because it was so redundant, where it just became the bum bum like over and over again. Uh, yeah, but I mean, I was going for part. Part of it was I was going for nostalgia on this. Yeah. Oh yeah. And. I mean, it's one of those ones where people will sing it. Mm-hmm. If you get it started, people would you know, mm-hmm. It's just it's it's a goofy, it's silly, and people remember it. You know, the People's Court was was kind of a landmark show. Yeah. For its time. Nowadays Wap- it's definitely you know, definitely Wapner. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, everyone everyone Wapner. everyone thinks that uh, Judge Judy was the OG, but yeah. I think Wapner was the first one. Yep, to have it. <laughs> so anyway, yeah, that's my number seven. Okay, um, yeah, that's a good call. I mean, it's definitely one I had to I had to go through and check as well. Uh, my number seven, I think, is a good chance is going to be higher on your list. This is a classic '80s show and a classic '80s theme song. Another instrumental. My number seven is Night Rider. Higher on my list. Okay, my number six. I wonder if maybe number six is higher. I'm honestly, I'm honestly a little surprised that Knight Rider was so low mm. on your list. Okay, kind, it is a it is a catchy theme song. Um, so speaking of catchy theme songs, this my number six. I also uh, thought was a very catchy theme song. It is also an instrumental, uh, but it was also a show I didn't particularly watch. I think nowadays uh, I probably would have watched it, or or if I was you know my age. Mm-hmm. At the time that this show was on, it might have been one I've watched. Um, it's one of the ones that has seen a uh, kind of a reboot in the modern times. Actually, a fairly successful reboot, uh, surprisingly. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's probably because it's on CBS and it's all old people who watch it anyway. So those are all guys, <laughs> yeah. you know, people who remember it from the 80s. 
but you cannot I don't I don't think you can deny like how kind of cool and epic this theme song was. Uh, my number uh, six is Magnum PI. Didn't didn't make my list, but it was in my. Oh, that's that's wrong. Is that's it, just. I'm no. sorry, but that is straight wrong. It's not. It was in my honorable mentions. It made. It was number fourteen on the on my list. Okay. Man, I don't. I can't even imagine now what you have up top because <laughs> Magna PI is one of the most epic theme songs it's from the good. 80s. It is good. I'm. Uh, sorry. I'm disappointed. <laughs> I'm really disappointed in that. No, one. I think you're just going to be shocked with some of the ones that I've come up with that you're going to be like. I'm oh, going to be shocked yeah. that they're that high. Oh goddamn! No, you're going to love it. <laughs> Uh, but Magna PI, Magna PI is a good choice, and you're right. There, there is a uh, a thing of epicness to it. But I, again, when I was listening to it, for some reason, I just kind of ended up being slightly bored by it. Oh, you just got a short attention span. <laughs> I also have to say, after rewatching the intro, mm-hmm. like I, when I was a kid, I was like, you know, why would anyone think that that Tom Selleck is attractive with that mustache? <laughs> and then nowadays, I'm like, I'm like. Man, he was a good-looking dude. Good Tom look- Selleck was a good-looking exactly. dude. Did, I mean, did you think that you could have just been um, enamored by the stash, and that's why it got so high on your 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 uh, no. list? <laughs> no, I, I it got so high on my list because it's a good song. Okay, because you're a man yeah. with a very epic beard, and you see someone with an epic stash, and you're just like, you know what? I appreciate your facial hair. You're gonna give you a couple extra uh, bumps up my list because of that. <laughs> No, no. I've actually, I've never, like, I've never been a fan of the just stash look. Yeah. Very few people actually pull it off successfully. Yeah. Tom Selleck is one of them that does pull it off successfully. And, yeah, exactly. And he has it, he can put it, wear it at, at any time, like from from the time in the 80s and 70s or whatever to always, always yeah. it looks good on him. I see he's he's one of the guys who's, you know, selling old people stuff now on commercials like yeah. Blue Cross Blue Shield or something like that. One of those things. He's still rocking the stash. It still works. It still works. It still works on his face. I think yeah. if he shaved it off, it would look weird. Exactly. You know? I mean, you get the him, the Wilford Brimleys, the Sam Elliott's, like the, the couple people that like just that stash works so good. Yeah. I mean, Alex Trebek, but he shaved his off and it's yeah. fine. He looks fine without it. But I'm telling you, if, if he ever grew the stash back, mm-hmm. uh, I think the Internet would explode. Yeah, they, he, he did, does need it. All right, well, what was your number six? My number six is a feel-good song, and maybe you didn't choose it because, you know, you, you couldn't go back into your childhood. You stuck into, like, the, uh, the you know, the, the 90s, or sorry, the 80s um, dramas too much, but I went, you know, because we did most of our, this, this isn't a sitcom, and this isn't animated, because there's puppets. And they just want to dance their cares away. My number six is Fraggle Rock. Oh, 
Yeah, I, I don't think I, I didn't think of that one, but I don't think that would have made my top ten either. Ah, okay. I mean, it is. That's another one. That is one that people will sing together. You start putting that that on. That Dance is your cares true. Away. Worries for another, another day. Another I mean, day. Yeah, it reached uh, number thirty-three on the British music charts during uh, <laughs> Fraggle Rock time. Uh, Jim Henson was one of the writers on it. I'm sure he did some of the lyrics and some other guys who I didn't really know. But it's just a fun. It's a fun, catchy kid kid feel good song. It is a, a fun, catchy song. But I, you're right. I, you know what? I I didn't think of it, but I'm not sure that would have made my my list either way. Okay. I remember rewatching it. We did. Did we talk about that? We talked about oh, we Fraggle did, Rock. Didn't we absolutely, we? Yeah, we talked Fraggle Rock, and I think we mentioned. We remember we we liked the theme song, yeah. but all the other other songs in the show, we were like, "Eh, these are stupid." We just cared <laughs> yeah. about the theme song. <laughs> yeah, it was not all that great. Yeah. So, all right, uh, that was our bottom half. Uh, we've only had uh, we've had a couple hires, but they were all all for me. So mm-hmm. you're gonna know at least uh, a yeah. couple of my top five yeah. so we'll see if maybe i can surprise you with uh, a couple more so my number five seeing the way you're going if my number five made your list i'll actually be um shocked um i don't think this is a show you ever watched i do remember watching the show it was probably in syndication because it only lasted for a couple of years and that was like 82 to 83 so obviously i was only about two or three years old at the time so I definitely watched it in syndication. I thought it was funny at the time. I'll be interested. At some point, we'll probably get back to um, to to rewatch it for something. We'll mm-hmm. figure out something to pair it with. But I can tell you this. Uh, the chorus of the song is sung by generations of people now. And this is a song that my wife actually knew the entire thing from top to bottom. All the verses. Hmm. And it was only because when she was, I don't know, maybe in high school or something, she had a choir director who who made them sing this song. I don't think she's seen an episode of the show to this day. I think she just knows the song from having done that. But she loves the song, so that was that was good for that. And that is the show, The Greatest American Hero. Another honorable mention didn't, okay. didn't make the list. All right. I'm not technically surprised. Um, it's kind of one of those ones where the chorus is the fun part and the other parts are just yes. okay. Yeah, absolutely. That's kind of why I kept dropping. Yeah. But, I mean, God, you start singing that that chorus in a you know crowd of, of Gen Xers <laughs> and maybe older millennials, mm-hmm. though you'll get them singing along. I, I realized when I was listening to that song – you know, I, I liked it fine, but it was kind of boring. And the way you put it, yeah, exactly. The the chorus was far best. But I realized I just liked it better when George Costanza did it for his <laughs> uh, his answering machine on Seinfeld. And I was like, you know what? I liked that better than I like. And I, honestly, listening to the Greatest American Hero theme just makes me more nostalgic for Seinfeld than it does for <laughs> the actual theme song for Greatest American Hero. So, um, yeah, so it was just like that's why it really just ended up keep dropping for me. Uh all right. Well, I mean that's fair. Yeah. Plus, it's um, 
I don't know. I don't know how good the show is. It only lasted for a couple seasons, so it can't be all that great. Yeah, I, I it it does not look good when I just kind of see it and like see the pictures and like his suit looks awful and he doesn't yeah. look very heroic to me. And uh, it's a weird premise because it's yeah. like a suit left by aliens. Yeah, and he doesn't really know how to control it. Yeah. All right. What was your number five then? My number five. I am definitely shocked that this is not on your list, and I don't think it's going to be on your list because you said you only had one reality show. And this is this was one of the early reality shows that really kind of helped blow up reality shows. And the song is so good. And I believe they stopped the show recently. Um, probably needed to be done. It has over a thousand episodes. But my number five is the theme song to Cops. <laughs> until proven guilty in a court of law. Oh, you know what? That is a good theme song. Yeah. That, that might have made lower on my list. Okay. I did forget about that one. It's I'll give you that one. Performed by the uh, reggae group Inner Circle. Um, like, you know, they have like their whole kind of montage clips of just bringing people to justice in between. Um, it reached number eight on the Billboard Hot 100. And uh, yeah, it's just, it was so catchy. Good, good reggae. I mean, bad boys, man. Bad boys, bad boys. It's <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, it's one that I kind of, you know, I, I just kind of want to listen to the song and be uh, be pretty happy with that one. So yeah. So on to number four. My number four proves to you that I did reach back into my childhood. Okay. Because I, I thought of this one actually pretty early on, and if you didn't think of this one, I'm actually going to be pretty surprised because this is a classic of everyone who lived through the '80s and '90s. Uh, and it's just, it's heartwarming anytime you uh, hear the theme song. And that was the theme song to Reading Rainbow. Higher on my list. Okay. All right. That makes me a little bit happier. Okay. <laughs> good. Yeah. Definitely a good song there. All right. My number four is a show that we've talked about before. And it's a show that I know you loved. And I think you still love it to this day. And I think you might not have put it on your list mainly because the music was pretty much just pulled from the motion picture. Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. Um, but it's a fantastic th- uh, intro and theme song, and it starts with uh, um, our Captain Jean-Luc Picard talking and then having some really good music afterwards that leads us into it. My number four is Star Trek The Next Generation. Space, the final frontier. These are the voyages of the Starship Enterprise. Its continuing mission to explore strange new worlds, to seek out new life and new civilizations, to boldly go where no one has gone before.
Yeah, I. You know what? I didn't really think of that one, and I think it's weird because I kind of hold that show in such high regard. Mm-hmm. I was like, it, it's on its own pedestal. I wasn't gonna. I wasn't gonna touch it. Like that. Oh man, it's it's orchestral. It is, it is. really good. It's a. It's an amazing. One Jerry Goldsmith, right? Yep, exactly. Jerry Goldsmith done for the actual original motion picture, but became the yeah. theme. Yeah, and ever, I mean, it's it, it was you know it was good for the motion picture, but it just it's a it's such an I- iconic um, little melody that mm-hmm. I I th- think it was such a good choice for them to take that and use it for the next generation. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, and, and I love um, just the Patrick Stewart voice at the beginning, space. The final frontier, and then he's kind of just talking about stuff. Um, you know, he's just yeah, it's real, really good. I mean, obviously Jerry Jerry Goldsmith is a fantastic composer, so no, I can't I Woo. can't argue with that one at all. <laughs> I'm surprising you. All right, I'm, you're <laughs> like, what the hell's in your top five, Adam? And now I'm like, oh, cops, and you're like, okay, yeah, that's good. Star Trek, oh, okay, yeah, that's good. <laughs> okay, all right, all right. Don't get full of yourself. Ah, uh, well, too late. <laughs> Uh, all right, top three. Um, I I kind of expect my my number three to be somewhere on your list, so I'm not going to say too much. My number three is the A Team. In 1972, a crack commando unit was sent to prison by a military court for a crime they didn't commit. These men promptly escaped from a maximum security stockade to the Los Angeles underground. Today, still wanted by the government, they survive as soldiers of fortune. If you have a problem, if no one else can help, and if you can find them, maybe you can hire the A-Team. My number three is the A team. All right, good. <laughs> we got a common one. Yeah. I mean, what more can you what more can you really say about this theme song? It is so classic. It's so good. Yeah. It was uh, composed by Mike Post and Pete Carpenter, who together they also worked on I think Magnum PI, Rockford Files, Chips, many other songs, and also mm-hmm. Mike Post went on to do a lot of stuff himself um, alone. But like, yeah. I mean, it's it's badass. You kind of get like that. The, the narrator at the beginning of it kind of setting up what the whole, you know, badass scenario is. Um, yeah. They, you know, charged for some crime that they didn't commit. And do we ever find out what the crime is that they didn't commit? I can't remember. Uh, yes. Um, Probably. I mean, we talked gosh. about that in episode three of this podcast. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was a while ago. Yeah. Uh, I think it was, if I remember correctly, it was um, like they, they, it was something in Vietnam. It was like a war crime. Okay. They were accused of a war crime. Um, it was like destroying, it was like murdering a whole village or something like that. And it, okay. it was, it was some, it was like their Colonel who did it. Mm. Um, and they were, uh, some they were framed for it or something like that. Okay. Fair enough. But yeah, this is, this is a, it's a great, I mean, it is, yeah, everybody knows the A-Team theme song. It is, it's so iconic. Um, yeah. On, on a show that is, has a lot of other iconic stuff to it, like the van, like Mr. T, uh, just great stuff to it. Yeah, that it is. It, it that song absolutely deserves to be in everyone's like top five for '80s theme songs. Yeah, and it's one of the few times I've never been a huge fan of narration over a theme, mm-hmm. um, but in this case, it totally works because it's a nice little quick intro. Um, and and the theme, it's not like the theme doesn't the theme doesn't come in until after he's done with the intro or until he's done with the narration. Mm-hmm. And uh, it, it, I think it's just a good little uh, kick into what what the show was. Yep. All right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna say I 
I know one of my top two is spoiled, and two of your top two have already been spoiled. Yep. <laughs> yeah. All right, so I'll go ahead to my number two, which is a show that was not that great, but man, do I love that theme song, and that was mm-hmm. Airwolf. I mean, that is the one thing I specifically remember that you just were digging on that theme song real hard. I've always loved that theme song. Ever since Mm -hmm. I was a kid, I thought it was just cool. Um, It was one of those things where um, I remember, you know, watching, uh, probably watching the show when I was a kid. I didn't really get much out of the show because to me it wasn't as... Not necessarily kid friendly. It's weird to call the A team kid friendly, yeah. <laughs> but it was a little bit easier, I think, to un- to follow the A team as a kid than it was to follow yeah. Airwolf. So I was much more into it. I think the characters were much more likable because you get you get kooky things like you got you know Murdoch yes. and you got Mr. T and all that the, stuff. The characters were much more cartoonish in A team. Yes. I mean, yeah, they were all I mean, definitely with the, uh, Murdoch and yes, they, and, and Airwolf has not a single memorable character <laughs> at no. all. Other than Ernest Borgnine, just for being Ernest Borgnine yeah, yeah. <laughs> on a on a helicopter. Mm-hmm. I mean, the helicopter the helicopter was the character. Yeah, that was you know that people liked in that show. But I've always loved that theme song. It was and it was kind of funny, like remembering the days of before the internet when they stopped showing that show in into syndication. I kind of there was a time in my life when and this is not like something I, you know, thought of overall a lot, but there was a time where I thought I'm probably never going to hear that theme song ever again. Mm-hmm. Cuz you just, you know, yeah. you never thought you would find it they're never going to show it on TV anymore. So, and then along came the internet and <laughs> and especially in the last 10 years or so all these all this stuff in the 80s and 90s have been coming back into pop culture, so it was awesome. I actually I think I mentioned this when we talked about it by I arranged that song for a pep band one time. Oh, nice. When I was I mean, teaching high school. We tried to play it, but it's not that easy yeah. to get a bunch of woodwind players to go. It starts off with like that helicopter sound, and then it kind of moves into synth sound. Mm-hmm. Like it is, it is a, it's a strong theme song. I mean, and the whole thing is done synth, but that, that whole main theme is like perfect for like a, a trumpet section and a horn yeah. section for a marching band or something like that. You know, if you're if you're going the goofy old uh, way of, uh, yeah. of arranging it. Mm-hmm. All right, let me hear your number two, and then we'll definitely do some uh, honorable mentions. Okay, um, my number two is a th- it, honestly I wanted th- I want this to be my number one, and in my heart it probably is my number one. But here's my reasoning why I dropped it to number two. I will say I listened to this one, and I well, I I know what's your number one, so I'm not worried. I'm just gonna stretch this out. I was listening to this song. Over and over and over again because it is an awesome theme song. It's just an awesome song, and it is—it really is. It's it's its own like pop song, I guess. I don't think it was like a, a big hit or anything. Um, but the show started in '89. This theme song came about in season two. Is when this theme song started, and that was in 1991. This show is much more known for the '90s than the 80s so i had to drop it to number two only because i'm like you're you're not really an 80s theme song but according to our rules the show started at 89 so i had to put this one you know it, it's not when the theme song starts it's right, when the, it's show, when the starts. show starts but this theme song is so fucking good and the the opening is just epic stupid epic partly because <laughs> it's got the fucking hoff my number two is baywatch
Okay. That that theme song, you know, don't people stand in the darkness, afraid <laughs> to step into the light. I mean, that song was rocking me hard, man. Uh, <laughs> it was so good. Uh, it was uh, performed by uh, Jimmy Jameson of the band Survivor. And oh. it replaced some other song that they used for season one that had uh, that was actually done by Peter Cetera of Chicago and Bonnie Raitt was on guitar on the first the the, uh, the ones that started season one. But this theme song is so fun. And honestly, you pair it with lots of TNA <laughs> for the for the just fast <laughs> cuts of a lot of TNA and then just a lot of just badass saving life stuff. And it is it is so cool. It's so epic. So, yeah, Baywatch, man. <laughs> Okay. Uh, yeah, I kind of remember. I do kind of remember since you were, you know, singing it there. I'm not entirely sure that would have, that probably wouldn't have made my top five. Mm, okay. It might have made my top 10. It might have pushed fame out, but uh, that's, that's okay. okay. Yeah, for some reason, I never even bothered to look mm-hmm. because I, I totally associated that show with the 90s. So I never yep. even bothered to see if that was in, in fair, the, uh, fair enough. All right, well, let's do some honorable mentions. Yeah. Um, I'll mention one. I mentioned before about ones where um, the song from the movie mm-hmm. be, kind of became the, the you know the theme. Um, and the one that I've always loved, and the, and the original for the movie was done by Ray Charles, and I forget who the – I think it, mm. I forget who does it for uh, the TV show. But the theme song to In the Heat of the Night, oh, I always yeah. thought it was a great song. Yeah, you're right. I did, I did not listen to that one. For this, but I I do remember I I remember our dad watched the hell out of In the Heat of the Night, yeah, and so I probably would be nostalgic for that one as well, yeah. I'll give you I'll give you one more. Actually, the the other I'll just say because I'm already talking about it, the other one where it was an existing song but they retooled it, and I think this show started in the 80s. See now now you got me questioning myself, mm-hmm. but I was pretty sure when I looked it up that it had started in the late 80s. Yes, 89. So that would have just made the cut. Uh, was the theme f- uh, from Life Goes On? Oh, I don't even remember that. You don't remember that? Uh uh-uh. uh They used well. They used the uh, the uh, the Beatles song. Oh, oh life goes on on. Sha la la la. Life goes on. That that song. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I just I don't remember that show at all. Oh well, it was one of the one. It was it was it was known because one of the main characters was a mentally disabled person. Okay. Named Corky. Named Corky. Hmm. Yeah, I okay. do not. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. You this definitely song. were. You might have been too young then. Yeah, because I definitely watched that show. Okay. Yep. Nah, not does not ring a bell at all. But that, I mean, that is a good. The Obladio Blada song. Yeah. Uh, is they a did good, a re. They did a retooling where I think it was all the members of the cast were singing, the song okay. instead. It was. It wasn't the Beatles version. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, I'll have, to, I'll have to check that one out. All right. What about you? Give me a couple uh, of uh, honorable honorable yeah, mentions. Uh, two of the, two of my honorable mentions. I think both both ended up being instrumentals as well. Um, one of them is just, it ended up being just so repetitive, but I just, it, it's kind of, it's kind of eerie. It's kind of haunting. And then you have, uh, Robert Stack, I think his voice starting it off, um, unsolved mysteries. I okay. really, I really like the music for unsolved mysteries. Okay. Um, yeah, I could take that. Yeah. They, they, uh, they recently released, uh, some new, you know, episodes of unsolved mysteries on Netflix. I heard about that. Um, and they're actually pretty good. There's, there's only, there was one that I didn't watch all the way through, and that's, t- to be fair, it's because the whole thing was in French. Oh. Um, because the unsolved mystery takes place in France. In France. Huh. Um, but I, I was watching it like at night, and I was tired, and I just, it was, I was one of those things where I wanted to listen to the television. Mm-hmm. I didn't, I wasn't really like watching the television, mm-hmm. so I had to skip that one because I was like, I. I'm not getting anything from it because I can't understand what they're saying. Yeah, yeah. Fair but enough. they they still use the th- the the theme. They've redone it, mm-hmm. and so it's a little bit more subtle and not nearly as repetitive. Yeah. Okay. Um, but I re- I definitely recognized the the theme when it played. Nice. I'll have to check that out. My wife loves uh, true crime stuff, so oh, she'll love it. She'll, she'll love it. She'll okay. Cool. Uh, and then the other one that I wanted to mention that you haven't already mentioned. Um, just in your regular list was uh, a fun, a fun little game show. It's not, it's not a great theme song, but it is kind of a fun little catchy one. Um, it's for uh, the classic Nickelodeon game show Double Dare. It's just okay. It, it just kind of pops, you know. It's just a, you know, just an enjoyable, quick little thing. Okay. So yeah, I, I'll, I'll, yeah that's not bad. It didn't, it didn't really have any threat of making my top ten, but I just, I wanted to kind of, you know, mention it. Just give, give Double Dare some love. Yeah. Uh, I would. I just want to say. So there were some other ones that made other people's lists, and these are definitely ones I'm not gonna play. Mm-hmm. But like, there were ones that made people's lists, like 
St. Elsewhere, Hill Street Blues, yeah. uh, Simon and Simon, and Harbor Castle McCorm- uh, Hardcastle and McCormick, and I listened to those, and I got nothing from them. I was the exact same way, particularly, yeah, Hill Street Blues and St. Elsewhere made, and 21 Jump Street made multiple people's lists, and yeah. then I listened to them, I was like, this sucks. Like, like yeah. why, why does this make it everybody's top 10? Yeah. But yeah, a lot of those ones where the shows were fairly popular, I just I got nothing from the uh, yeah from the theme song. Yeah, valid. All right, let's do our totally our, anticlimactic. I know <laughs> number okay. ones. That's how it goes. That's all right. Um, so uh, my number one is one that you mentioned way too far down on your list because <laughs> of how seven. epically bad. cool this theme song is. I mean, it's just cool, uh, and that was Night Rider. It's a fun one. It just it, to me, it's like it's one of those things where you, you kind of like you, you bob your head from side to side when you're listening mm-hmm. to it. It's got it's a little funky. It's a little interesting, um, and it's got that cool '80s synth sound. Yeah, very '80s synth sound. Uh, uh, it was composed by Stu Phillips and Glenn A. Larson. Uh, Stu Phillips apparently also did uh, the music for Battlestar Galactica. Okay, um, and apparently, from what I saw at least from what Wikipedia tells me, is that Glenn A. <laughs> Glenn a. Larson re- says he remembers a theme out of the classical piece Marche a Carte... Oh, my God. Ba- something something from the number number 14, Act 3, something from f- some French composer um, where he took <laughs> pieces of it for the Night Rider theme. I, I was going to try and pronounce that, but then I realized I cannot pronounce that. Um, but he kind of found, uh, found a, a piece from a French piece uh, and he found bits from that and liked that and kind of turned that into uh, the Knight Rider theme from what I saw. I did not okay. listen to it, so I cannot confirm it. So Wikipedia, just I'm blindly trusting Wikipedia on that. But uh, yeah, it is. I mean, it is very, very 80s, very catchy, and it, it is, for a lot of people, it probably would be in there, you know, right up there near near number one. But you forgot okay. about cops. You forgot about the Star Trek Next Generation. You forgot about Baywatch. I think it makes sense. You forgot about Fraggle Rock. Those were all the ones. That, so the only one that you didn't forget about um, was A Team, and then my number one that I had before Night Rider. Well, yeah, I forgot about them, but it wouldn't you don't have think they're better. Yeah, most I didn't think they were better. Okay, uh, most of those would not have made my. Uh, well, okay. To be fair, uh, Star Trek would have made yeah. high on my list. Okay, that might have been the only one that would have made higher on my list. Fraggle Rock wouldn't have even made my list. That's for <laughs> okay. sure. Okay, all right. Uh, Fraggle Hayton over here. Uh, a little bit. Look, little mom, bit. I caught a Fraggle. It's <laughs> <laughs> a good one. All right. What was your number one? I'm going to take us home, baby, um, with one of my most nostalgic theme songs, period. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I think good. It, I think it was your number three. and my number four. Number, number four. four, okay. So, yeah, it's just, it, it is. It's one that people sing along to, and 
You know, it may not be the best song. I would say the Baywatch song that I had as my number two is a better song. It's catchier. It's more fun. But for me, this is a nostalgia podcast. Reading Rainbow is such a nostalgic theme song. It's so good. Butterfly in the sky. I can go twice as high. Take a look. It's in a book. A reading rainbow. A reading rainbow, a reading rainbow, a reading rainbow, a reading rainbow. The first, the first, so the first theme song, the original theme that sort of went from '89 or sorry '83 all the way to '98 was performed by someone named uh, Tina Fabrique. I don't, okay. I, I don't know what else she's done. Uh, Johnny Kemp did a version that was played in 1999 and then they switched to a version with Shaka Khan uh, that started in uh, 2000 and it is totally different. And the other two are not nearly as good. Um, I mean, they're good. I all props and respect to Johnny Kemp and Shaka Khan, but that first one, that first one is, is just nostalgic perfection to me. Oh yeah. So good. And another one where you could, you know, you could start singing anywhere and Mm -hmm. most people are going to join in and you know, I've never, I've never seen anyone hate on this show yeah, yeah. there's nothing to hate lavar burton is one of the great he's just a great host such a nice kind of guy yeah it is, and we when we talked about it back in episode four i think it was way back yeah. um we were like damn this is a good show like i, I feel like i'm still learning <laughs> it was yeah. really cool if you can entertain and educate at the same time you know you're, you're doing something good yeah yeah and and he you know he's uh he was so positive uh, that it, you know, it's sometimes you just need some positivity in your life. Mm-hmm. Well, I think well, uh, I think overall, I think it was a pretty good list. Yeah, I mean, you you had the Hoff at your number one. I had the Hoff at my number two. Uh, yeah. I had Lavar Burton at my number one and four, and you had him at your four. So actually, my four was Star Trek. So yeah. I had Lavar <laughs> in that way, and then you had him <laughs> in Rainbow. So there you go, nice. So uh, you know, I I think uh, the takeaway from this is between this. Cartoons and sitcoms. The '80s were just chock full of some really, really good yeah. theme songs, and uh, just memorable stuff. That uh, hopefully, maybe the shows will die, but hopefully the songs never will. Yeah. Well said. All right, that was our top ten '80s TV theme songs. Please join us next time for a back-to-school episode as we break down the 1989 film Lean on Me, discuss the 90s kids game show Where in the World is Carmen Sandiego, and recast some famous TV and movie principles. If you have any questions or comments, you can reach us at blastfromourpast at gmail.com. And if you want to suggest a movie or TV show from your childhood or to be a guest on the podcast, go over to patreon.com backslash blastpastcast and pick a tier that works for you. To find us on social media, search for at BlastPassCast. So until next time, I'm John. And I'm Adam. And thanks for joining us. See you next time. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Talking Back, the podcast where we like to chat about past achievements in movies, comics, video games, and more. I'm your host, Tim. And with me today in studio is co-host Oh, hey, Dean. hey, Tim. Dean. Huh? Uh, this isn't a full episode. This is actually just an ad. All we have to do is tell everyone that our podcasts come out on Mondays and they can find us on their favorite podcatcher. If they're into movies, comics, or video games, they should definitely check us out. Oh, well then, thanks everybody for listening and we'll catch you next time. Talking back.